Part three of detox, um, I want to kind of labor today in a little bit of this. And you good? My girl is here. I, she, um, the, the, um, the winning women's core team kidnapped her yesterday. Is that a good word? They, they came and had her pack her bag and took her away last night. And so, yeah, she didn't come home. She thinks she grown. She didn't come home last night. And they just had a good time. It's, it's, it's just, it's good to be loved. And you need folk that's going to love on you and help with helps. Listen, tell your neighbor, say, life should be fun. Some of y'all always looking like somebody just stole your bike and stuff. Stop that. Life should be fun. You may not have what you want yet or where you're supposed to be on the chart or your goal. you got five goals you can accomplish too, but you've accomplished something. And stop with all this woe is me. Stop being the victim. Stop spilling out on social media. Just live your life and smile. Come on, smile behind your mask, real big, smile. I don't care if you ain't got but three teeth left, them yours, smile. I think we have made life so difficult. He says, I come that you may have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. And sometimes while you're trying to enjoy life, life will hit you upside the head. It'll punch you in the throat. But you got to keep moving. Tell your neighbor, say, keep on moving. Some of y'all like, you know, I used to ride that 57 Laramie bus to, to school every day and, and some of the kids would get on the bus and play and they'd grab that red ball and, you know, stop, and they stop the bus and everybody laugh and jump off the bus. And some of y'all can't get where you're going because you keep pulling the red ball in your life. You keep stopping to get off to check this and check that and see what they saying and stop all of that. Just live your life. In him we live, move and have our being. I did not say do you or be you. That's dangerous revelation. That's dangerous. I didn't say that. Because we're in a time everybody got to be them, got to be you. Just do you. Do you. I don't know where that came from. That is not the will of God. And, and it is dangerous information to tell somebody to do you. But if you don't know who you is? If you don't know who you is and what you doing? Are you listening to me? All right. Um, um, what did I tell you to turn? So we started the first week talking about, um, y'all help me, y'all got notes, we talked about being reconciled. So I am reconciled. Um, and we walked through that, that, that God was in Christ, he reconciled us to himself. We talked about he has already paid for our sins and given us the task or the job of telling that good news. And then last week we talked about favor is free. That the same favor that was on Mary, Mary was highly favored, that same favor is on us. You don't have to pray for it. You ain't got to keep begging for it. You ain't got to work for it. It is on you. Come on, say it. Say, I am blessed, I am blessed. and highly favored. And highly. Means I'm highly accepted in him and means life should be easy for me. I, I, I got three amens on that one. Yeah. Um, and so today we want to talk about um, our salvation and the New Testament church. Write that down. And, and the, the title is A God-Honoring Life. A God-Honoring Life. I don't care what you hear about this grace message. You still are responsible for living a God-honoring life. Man, I got four amens on that one. Because we think we can be reckless now because of grace. Oh, I got two amens on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, this message is not out out of living a God honoring life. Um, amen, lights and fans, because the people ain't saying nothing. I'm gonna talk to this stained glass windows. And and you know, living a God honoring life, because y'all look y'all looking like I'm a, I'm new in town. Like last week, y'all was yelling to me. See, he paid for my sins. See, favor is free. Now I'm telling you to live a God honoring life. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor? What are you talking about here? Because I don't, I don't believe, I was talking to um, um, Elder Floyd yesterday, I don't think that, that the church has gotten, gotten mixed up with the world. I think we're leading the world now in the wrong things. Ooh, this is going to be a hard one today. It's going to be tight for all of us, but it's going to be right. I think we've all gotten off a little bit of the standard of Christ and we've, we've erected our own standard, our own ways, our own um, um, boundaries that we've taken our, our, our Holy Ghost or not Holy Ghost. We've taken our, our erasers and we've erased the, the boundaries that God has set up for the believer. 
Oh man, the amens keep getting lighter and lighter. You do know there's still boundaries in our walk. Don't you get it twisted. Don't you get it twisted. I'm not telling you. See, see, we have went from one extreme to the other. So we said you can't wear makeup. You can't um, wear wigs. You got to wear long skirts. The guys got to do this. And the girls can't. And we had all these lists. And we said, that's, that, ain't, that ain't God. That's religious. That's, stuff, that's such and such. And so we went all the way over here. And now we, now we got the taco meat out, the breast out. We're doing all kinds of stuff. And so we went from one extreme to the other. That's, that's schizophrenic behavior. The, the, the boy um, brought, the man brought his son to Jesus in the Bible and said, um, I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't help him. He said he's throwing himself in the water and in the fire, which means two extremes. He's kind of schizophrenic. He don't know what he wants to do. And you want to come in here and lead prayer and have your breasts out on Facebook. You want to come and lead prayer and date somebody else's husband. You want to come and you just can't do all these things. And we think grace has allowed us to just be cool. And are y'all, are y'all don't want, y'all want to talk about something? Okay, let's, let's talk about something else. Let's, let me see if I got another sermon in my books here. Let me see. What can we talk about? Um, let's see. Um, what can we talk about here? So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, um, after we have been justified, sanctified, reconciled, and made righteous, said, I've been made righteous. Say, I am in right standing with God. Come on, say it. I'm in right standing with God. And that cannot be undone. Now, now I need, y'all said the last part, but some of y'all didn't believe it. I said, I am in right standing with God, and that cannot be undone. You have been made righteous. You, you didn't do anything to, to, to get that. You were made righteous, and it can't be undone. Are you listening to me? Um, just because, no, go, go to the King James first. I'm going to read, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Nothing will control me. Look at the message Bible in verse 12. Let's walk through this. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. Whims mean to my urges and my impulses. Look at the, the Living Bible in this. Come on, look at the Living Bible. When, when you're reading the Bible or studying the Bible, always keep digging to make it more plain to you. I can do anything I want to if Christ has not said no. But some of these things aren't good for me. Some of these things aren't good for me. You know what's not good for you. We, 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 were, we, have, we have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, but before you even got saved, you had what was called a Noah. The world calls it intuition. You just know stuff. How many of y'all before you got saved, you're like, that ain't right. Something ain't right about that. That's kind of off, you know. You have that, that you were made with that. See, 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 see um, because of the fall, things kind of got twisted, but you were, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and everything you need was on the inside of you. Your discernment, it was there before you even got saved. Discernment didn't come with you getting saved. You had it before you got saved. You was in the club, and you was juking, and, and, and some said, you need to get out of here, and you got your person left. And got home and they shot the club up because some you said some told me to leave. You wasn't saved, you hadn't gave your life to Jesus, you was in that high as a kite, you were naked, and you the music was loud. I, I just never understood I, I never understood the club beneath. I went to the club one time, it was dark, you couldn't see nothing. I said, I got dressed up to come and can't even see. It was smoked up, the music was too loud, my hair was hurt when I got there. I said, This don't even make no sense. And we're gonna do this for four hours. <laughs> I'm like, it's time to go. I got church in the morning. I got to go. I got to... <laughs> I got church in the morning. I got to go. What's that, what's that club down there? It was on Michigan down there somewhere. It was um, not E2, not that one. Not the Cotton Club. It's another one down there in Michigan. Y'all know I'm looking. Y'all, y'all hot now. <laughs>
I can do anything I want to if Christ has not said no. But some of these things aren't good for me. Even if I am allowed to do them, I'll refuse to if I think they may get such a grip on me that I can't easily stop when I want to. So the Corinthian Christians took the idea that all things are lawful and applied it to areas um, that the Lord never intended. And they did use their liberty um, in Christ to sin. And they were debating what we can eat, where should we worship, what was allowed sexually. The Corinthian church was a mess. They had a whole lot of sexual issues going on. And, and Paul had to keep writing and straightening them out. And he, when I come through that, I'm going to deal with this guy. It was a guy in there, teeping with his mother-in-law. They said, they said, tell him he can't. He told him, yeah, skip y'all. They had to put him out the church. Read your Bible. It's all in there. Yeah. And Paul is dealing with these churches through letters. Maybe I'll try that, Sam. Let's just write some letters. Yeah. Leave you in Florida in charge. I'll just write a letter every now and again. And there's always been questions for the believer around this lawful versus expedient. Am I still saved if I do this? What's allowed and what's not? What's wrong with drinking? What's wrong with dancing? What's wrong with smoking? I told him last week, because I often get into these, um, is, is somebody pulling some tape or something? What is that? Yeah, you taping the box? What you? Um, you know, I often, I, I used to get into these debates, Cam, with, with, with people who drink, and, and, and I'm going to walk you through that about the drinking part, but I just told you last week, I don't drink. It's, it's, I don't have any deep spiritual roots of why I don't. I didn't lay before God, and I just don't drink. And people like to get into debates where you must be religious. No, I just don't drink. Like you want to debate it in Scripture, we can do that too, but I just don't do it. And for the, the new doctrine of you can drink if you want to, that's fine, but I know many lives that have been ruined by drinking. And like, this, like, like, like Paul said here, put the last scripture back up, I ain't going to get into none that I can't get a, that, that I lose my grip on and it, it, it takes me out of myself. You can gamble. I know people lost their homes and cars and locked up because of gambling. So we shouldn't go around preaching, just gamble in Jesus' name. We shouldn't be doing that. And, and if you do, you go do it. You pull the slot. I, 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 I'm, even with that, I just, I don't like losing money. Ain't got to do it spiritually. I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't like losing no money. I, I went to the jewel last week. They got the little, little coupon things and, and, and they, they got a new website and it's just hard to use. And the boy, rang. I said, hey, hey, you switch too fast. I, I said, that right there is 49 cents. And this is what he said. Well, it only rang up a dollar. That's still, that's, that's more than it costs. I want my 51 cent. So I just don't like losing money, you know. And so I've been to Vegas and I walk through the slots. I mean, I ain't knocking you if you do. I don't do it. Because if I, if I put some money in there and pull it and lose, I'm mad the rest of the trip. I'm looking for a manager. See, I'm, I'm complaining. I'm blaming somebody. The lever was broke. The thing didn't turn right. What my $20? But people, what's wrong with drinking? What's wrong with dancing? What's wrong with smoking? I, when I grew up, dancing was not allowed. When we got married, we covered up our dance floor at our wedding. Ain't that something, Delvin? We didn't, we didn't dance. You know, we did instead of dancing, the choir sang. It was real spiritual. And, and, I, and, I, and, and, and we sang with the choir. We went up there sang with the choir, gown and all. We up there sang with the choir. But that's, that's all we knew. And I don't take nothing for my journey, though, folks. It is what it is. I know better revelation now. And I'll dance with the best of them. Come on here. But I'm telling you what we all, some of us went through in our, in our, our, our years of growing up in, in church. And so now you have these questions, you know, is it okay? What's wrong with partying? What's wrong with gambling? What's wrong with these things? Should Christians listen to secular music? Well, I know some secular gospel music. I know some worldly gospel, some of this, some of this, some of this gospel music. It's, you know, and you know it's, 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 it's off because when you go to bad, they say if you like, if you like Lil Wayne, you'll like Red Mike. It's like, well, what, what they got to do with one another? If you like Lil Firestarter, you'll like this guy. It's like, what? Why are we comparing with the world? 
Well, you, 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 you go and look at them. You go and look online, and it is always a comparison. If you like, if you like Nug Buck, then you're going to like this choir right here. Well, no, if I, if I wanted Nug Buck, I'd buy Nug Buck. What can I do? What can I do? What should I do? Now that I'm saved, can I do this? And people say this way, you can do whatever you want in moderation. That is the dumbest thing that I've heard. So, so, you, can, so, you, can, so you can fornicate in moderation. You can get high in moderation. You can, come on, talk back to me. You can have adultery in moderation. Just don't go too far. Just a little bit. You can cheat just in moderation, just a little bit. You can, you can steal in moderation. You can rape in moderation. And so some things are very clear regarding our living, and some things in Scripture just is not even there. People justify what ain't there in the Bible. The Bible didn't say that, that you can't smoke weed. Okay. Um, but we are all called, write this down, to bring honor to God and moral excellence to this world. That's why John, Jesus said in John 17, don't take them out the world, I need them in there. And I don't need you in there being, being super deep, but I need you in there living a God-honoring life where the world can say, wait a minute, in all this chaos you still, in all this chaos you about to, in all this chaos you, and we make this thing attractive for those that are not saved. But I don't think you need to be walking through, I'm just going to talk to you today, uh, just the letter. Because the letter, the Bible says, kill it. Once you're born again, you got to be led by the Holy Ghost. Can you write that down? Because sometimes, um, based on who you are, there's things you cannot do. See, 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 see you may be able to go and dance and, and turn up. And, and I'm, it could be nothing wrong with that. But for me, I may not be able to do that. Y'all understand what I just said? And so that's where the Holy Ghost comes in. He'll, he'll, in him we live, move, have, he'll tell you what to do, what you should refrain from. And you can't just do it because that's what everybody else is doing. And the message says grace is okay. I just can't do that. Where I am in my life, what I'm believing God for, people that are watching me, certain things I can't do. Certain places I can't go. There, there's, I, I was telling Elder Floyd yesterday, there's no way he gets to not be Elder Floyd anymore. He can leave this church in the morning and never come back. And you can see him, at, you can see him stealing something at the Walmart. I can say, they go, Elder Floyd, at the Walmart, stealing something at the thing. You're not going to say they go, stay. you're going to say they go, Elder Floyd. She, she could never not be a minister, Reverend Dr. Shante, that she always going to be that for y'all that know her. And if you see her on Facebook with her butt in the air and her breasts out and her tongue hanging out, you say, what is wrong with Minister Shante? But here's the thing, too. We, we think that's okay for what we call lay people. But when it comes to what we call clergy, you, you shouldn't be doing that. And, 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 you know, Pastor Lana, she's always been that kind. When she gets dressed, she want to make sure. I ain't going to be too far. I ain't, what's, you know, you should come look at this. Has, and she's real careful. Not that some of the things she can't wear, but she knows what she walks in. Y'all quiet up in here. But see, this do me generation just skips over the Holy Ghost. And I'm just going to do me. I'm going to live my best life right now. And now you 85 and naked on Facebook. Pick them grace and mercies up and put them away. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And I, listen, and I'm not just talking about, listen, lawful and expedient is not just talking about sexual things. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, about donuts and, 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 and relationships and video games and all kinds of things. We, some of us have hid behind COVID because you're stressed out. You know, I, 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 lost, I lost 43 pounds and I picked up 46. Over months, I just picked it all back up. And people are like you until you get, ain't no wrong with you, Pastor. You look, listen, listen, listen. People are like you into a bad place. You can be dead wrong. You can be dying. You, girl, you look good. Skip them people. You, no, I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't. 
my doctor even said, she says, oh my God, you carry your weight well, which means, yeah, you are fat, but you just look good with it. That's, that's what she's saying. Yeah, you fat, you just, you just look good in it. She said, I never would have thought you were that weight. So I ain't just talking about, because the church thinks everything is sexual sins. If you, if you got, went to that buffet and you got there for lunch and lunch ended at four and you were still there at seven for the dinner stuff being brought out, that's, that's not okay. You've been sitting here six hours. They, they done changed the whole thing here. Start, they, people done got off work and started a new shift and you still sitting here. Look at verse 10, 23 of 10 in the Amplified, 1 Corinthians. All things are legitimate, look at this, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. But not all things are helpful, expedient, look, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to spiritual life or even natural life. All things are lawful, allowed, permitted, justifiable. And you can find a scripture to justify whatever it is you're doing or ain't doing. But not all things are profitable, beneficial, useful, fitting, appropriate, necessary, or helpful. Are you listening to me? So you got to ask yourself this. Is this matter of thinking or believing or behaving that I'm doing, is it lawful or expedient? What does Holy Spirit, this is the question here, have to say about this in my life? Not what society has to say. What does Holy Spirit have to say about this in my life? I don't care if y'all went out and everybody got a drink, I, I'm good. Well, why drink? I'm good. Because I know what, what I am and what Spirit of God has spoken to me. There ain't nothing wrong with drinking. I didn't say it was. I'm just not having a drink. Now shut up and eat your taco. Because sometimes people know themselves what they should be doing, but they want to put it off on you and get you to join in so they can feel more comfortable. Because you know God told you to put that down too, but if, if we all drink with you or do something with you, you'll feel better about it. Don't play with me today. <laughs> Listen, questions, questions, questions. Is this beneficial to my spiritual life, to my health, to my growth? Is it beneficial or harmful or neutral? Um, um, it may not be um, harmful, but does, God, does it honor God? These questions. Are they on the screen too? Good. Is it damaging to others? Go to Romans chapter 14. Is it damaging to others? Hang on and do with them. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Look, Romans, Romans 14 verse 1 NLT. Are y'all still here? Yeah. Okay, y'all ain't got no clock on me today, so I can just talk. <laughs> Except other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Come on. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience would eat only vegetables. Come on. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Because Paul was having an issue with this church. I mean, they was just, they was going through it. And, and now, we, they're talking about food, but what, applied to whatever. Look, those, um, who are you to condemn someone else's servants? They are responsible to the Lord, so let him judge whether they are right or wrong. And with the Lord's help, they will do what is right and will receive his approval. Come on, we're going to talk about it. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day. But others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Y'all want to have church on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday? We're going to argue over it. Those who are to the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. Look at verse um, 12. Drop to verse number 12. Yes, each of us would give a personal account to God. What kind of account? Personal. Go back. What kind of account? Personal. Are we all going to stand together? No. 
13. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. And in our walk, as God is perfecting us, all of us have done something that have caused, that have caused other believers to stumble and fall. No, I ain't either. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um, I know and I'm convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person, it is wrong. Write that down, circle that. If someone believes it is wrong, for that person, it is wrong. You think drinking is wrong? Don't drink. You think smoking weed is wrong? Don't smoke weed. You think eating shrimp is wrong? Don't eat shrimp. But don't you bother me. And she said, chillers. <laughs> and if another believer is distressed by what you eat, look at this line. I like this. If another believer is distressed by what you eat, what you do, what you drink, and how you acting, you are not acting in love if you do it. I don't care what y'all say. I'm doing me. We go to eat wings. We all go to the same church. We all uncomfortable because you don't order two cognacs and, and some rum. And we're like, what are you, what are you doing? What, what you trying to prove? We... Can we just all get Coke tonight or, you know, Sprite? I don't care what y'all think. I'm doing me. Y'all religious. I'm, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Look at here. If you're, not, if you're not acting in love, if you eat it, if you do it, don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Don't call somebody to stumble because you want to do what you want to do. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. Verse number 17. Um, um, I think I wrote something in there, though, between 16 and 17. Yeah. Do not give occasion for others to criticize that which is justifiable for you. So if you feel like it's okay for me to drink, don't put others in a bad place to judge you for drinking because you probably just shouldn't be drinking around them. Are y'all getting this? So, yeah, I drink. I drink like a fish. Not me. I'm saying y'all because I don't. Because y'all take that one clip and play it. I told you, Pastor Drink. I knew his eyes looked red when he came to prayer meeting. And I told you I had smelled something. Remember that day? Because, you know, we good with killing people. Not with knives and guns, with our mouths. Do not give occasion for others to criticize that which is just well for you. So you say, I, hey, I don't mind drinking. I have a drink every now and again. But if I'm in a certain company of people, I'm just not going to do it. Just give me a lemonade today. Don't allow your good to, good to, spoken, to be spoken of as evil. Look at verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. I love this part. Here we go. But of living a life of goodness and peace and joy where? In the Holy Ghost. He must guide you. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Don't tear apart what God is doing because you drink and I don't. Remember, all foods are acceptable. But is, it, but is it wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble? But it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. That, that's key right there. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble, if it weakens another believer. If I went to a Crave pizza party and we're having a great time and I said, just, just give me a Budweiser. What's this going to do to Crave? Like, oh, pass together. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. Because kids are already curious. Pass and drinking? And, and, and they're, they're, they're gearing the alcohol for kids now. That's why they got all these different flavors. You, you can get your liquor in, in candy apple. You can get it in, in jazzy fruit. You can all, like, what is? Y'all quiet up in here. Now, now, this, Paul was dealing with this drinking piece, but we're talking about everything. So don't get caught up. Don't get offended. He, see, somebody must have told him I'd be drinking. Nobody know about you. He stop doing that. Ain't nobody coming for you like that. Nobody know nothing about you. So, so knock it off. Human, 
you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Verse 22. Verse 22. You see that? Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Now, if you're doing something and you feel bad every time you do it, you probably should stop doing it. Every time you do something, you got to come and pray and fast and read the Bible and, and call your prayer worker. You probably shouldn't be doing that. And see, the thing about the Holy Ghost in our lives, he, and we override him a lot of times, but, 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 but he gets us on the way there, not just on the way home. Did y'all get what I just said? He'll talk to you always and say, this ain't a good idea. You might not want to do this one. Yeah, this ain't good. You was doing fine till he texted you and said, hey, big head, now here you go. You've been doing real good. And he talked to you all the way there. And if, and if we listen on the way there, we ain't got to cry on the way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Paul knew that there was nothing wrong with the meat. Um, but he had to deal with the fact that they were arguing over this. And the issue now wasn't just their liberty, but their walk of love concerning one another. Now, now, now look at, look at, look at uh, Titus chapter 2. I got 20 minutes. Can I use them? Yes. Are y'all getting this? Yes. Yeah. So living godly is still the standard for the believer. And thank you for that amen in the back. Who, who was that said amen? Living godly is still the standard for the believer. And the church said, Amen. I know it don't look like that on Facebook, though. It looks like who's who sometimes. Well, you know Jesus hung with sinners. Y'all stop saying that out of context. Jesus didn't smoke weed. He, he didn't do that. Well, you don't know what Jesus did. You're right, because he didn't put everything on Facebook. I know what you did. You put it all on Facebook. Are y'all quiet now? Titus chapter 2. Now, this is Paul. We're talking about the Pauline gospel. This is Paul. Paul is writing to Titus and tell him to instruct the people to live God-honoring lives in the midst of a heathenistic society. A society that doesn't acknowledge the God of the Bible. He's brought us out of darkness into light, out of the system of the world, which means the way the world thinks, not the world. I told you, Jesus said, don't take them out of there, y'all. We work in the world, we eat in the world, we, we live in the world, but we shouldn't have the same mindset as the world. That's why Romans 12 says you got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds continually. So you come into the assembly, the gathering, and you're taught how to think like God, act like God, you go back into the world that's crazy, and you demonstrate what you've been taught in here. And your life should be different. Me and my children should be different. Me and my wife should be different. My money should be different. Are y'all listening again? Okay. All right. So Titus, chapter 2, verse 11, says God's marvelous grace has manifested. Well, I think, I think I want to, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you, Anita. God's marvelous grace has manifested in person, bringing salvation for everyone. Salvation for who? Everyone. Come on, for who? Everyone. Let's go. Um, this same grace teaches us how to live each day. That's good right there. So we come here to learn how to live every day. I've, I've been, been graced with the platform of being the, one of the teachers. I didn't ask for it. I was born with it. But I'm learning how to live every day as well. And we should be getting better every day. Come on, y'all. Let's talk back now. As we turn our backs on ungodliness and indulgent lifestyles, and it, and it equips us to live self-controlled, here we go, upright, godly lives in this present age. It's a God-honoring life. I, I had to stop and teach this lesson before I go on, because some of y'all are thinking, this, this grace thing is really good, and I'm glad pastor's teaching this. And now I can go and do this, and I can go and do that. And that's not what I said. 
See, sometimes we're sitting in position and we want to hear certain things, so we grab pieces of it and build our own doctrine. That's not what the pastor taught. You learn how to live godly lives. People calling, they're in trouble, and it's because they didn't follow the instructions. We told you not to take that PPP money. You know you ain't got no business. Now you're calling the church to pray for you because the lawyer calling your house or the police. You got to listen to instructions and live a God-honoring life. I don't care how much you testified about that. You stole that money. I got a business, fingernails are us. You ain't got no business. <laughs> and if you do, you definitely didn't need no $200,000 for it. Who you got on payroll? Go to, go, to, go to verse one in the NLT. We should live, see, come on, say we should live. Come on, God honoring lives. This is, it's a daily work, man. Your eye gates are out there. You're seeing things. You didn't actually see them. That, you see something like, oh, Lord. I don't care if you're with your wife or not. You'd be like, oh, look at that booty. Okay, y'all don't want to. No, y'all, y'all play too much. Y'all, y'all play too much. That's why the church where they are now, because we, we've learned how to hide in here. We've learned, how to, we've learned how to lie, how to look the part. We've learned how to, how to act a certain way. And, and there are things in our lives that we are daily working on. Yeah. But y'all want to play. He says, teach them, Titus, how to live God-honoring lives. And teach them. And he shows you, if you read through all the churches, Ephesus, Corinthian, there's a lot of crap in them churches. But Paul was constantly teaching them how to live God-honoring lives. He was constantly applying grace. When they put that man out for sleeping with his mother-in-law, they, they let him back in. If you keep reading it, he said, let him back in so you can show the others how we deal with this. So at some point, he had to submit his heart. See, when your heart is not pliable, you got to go. People trying to tell you, trying to instruct you, you don't want to listen, you got to go. That once your heart is pliable, okay, come on back in so we can help you now. Because yeah. we know it wasn't you that did that or wanted to do that. We know you got some things in your history or whatever, and we're going to work through all of this. That's what God's grace is for, because we all have a history. Put your hands up if you got a history. You got a history or history? Come on. How many, how many of y'all had some trauma in your past or some drama or some dysfunction? Now everybody's hand is up. And so now we get saved, and we got to learn how to live a God-honoring life. And some of us, although I, I look to Jesus and I love Jesus, I still got this stuff. Yes. And I've forgiven some, but not all. I've dealt with some, but not all. I stopped some, but I didn't stop everything. I don't watch this, but I still watch that. I don't drink, but I still smoke a little bit. And we got all these things we don't want to do ourselves. That's why you feel so bad when you finish doing them. You know what that's called? The enemy comes right in with condemnation and guilt to tell you ain't nothing. See, you a loser. See, I thought you was a prayer warrior. You mean to tell me you watched that last night on your computer and you go to that church and, 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 and see, if the enemy does that in the spirit realm, the natural realm is even worse. I thought you was a Christian. You talk to me like that? Man, all I told you to do is pass me my coffee I paid for. Because I done said, pass me thou with my coffee. No, give me my coffee, man. <laughs> As for Titus, as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. So what you're teaching in here, we should be trying to live it. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. This is how to live a God-honoring life. Come on. And, and we, we got to start teaching this even, even younger than the older men. Because this new generation have no respect, no honor, no nothing. The, 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 the level of disrespect in the average home right now is off the meter. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Michelle. They don't even realize it's disrespect. Because it's so common in society. Like, you're disrespectful. No, I'm not. All I said was, you can't be talking to me like that. No, you can't say that to me. All I said was, I'm done with this conversation. No, you can't say that to me. I'm the one called the meeting. I'm the daddy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm gone. 
No, you're being disrespectful. I ain't being disrespectful. It's, it's so society. That's why the wholesome teaching is important. That's why your kids got to go to Crave. They got to go to Life Kids so we can teach them on their level. Because they're, they're, I know that's your baby, that's my son, that's your, your daughter, I get it. But most of them out of control. And they're putting you through the ringer. They're stressing you out because you love them. Them your babies. But you tell them to go left, they go right. You tell them to stop, they go. You tell them don't, they do. You're like, ah, I love you, but I want to brush in your forehead with you. Stop it. Listen, I'm trying to help you. I've lived what you lived. I've been where you've been. I've been a teenager. I know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to protect you and cover you and get you to your expected end. I, 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 you don't know nothing. You don't, I know. So we got to start teaching quicker than the, the older men. Tyler is going to be teaching this to the, the young brothers that come in. That's why I like Tyler leading with these youth because he can, he can relate more than we can. I don't know about huff huff and puff puff and I don't know about that. I, I, I don't. I, I need the youth person to know about Lil Wayne and Big Wayne and Lil Easy and Too Lil Easy. And all, I, I need to know all that because I don't. I need a baby to call and say, hey, now what does this mean? Because my son been saying this. And I, yeah, I'm ignorant to it. I don't know what they mean. They could be calling me an SOB. I wouldn't know. Somebody that understands the culture. Because our children, let's, 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 I'm almost out of time. Let's understand too. They're, 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 they're forced now to live in two different worlds. So you bring them here, but it's only one day a week. They want to run and serve God. They hit one day a week on Sunday. They, they, if they come then, if you bring them, if you come then, and then they may come to crave twice a month. Then the rest of the world, time they're in the world. The schools are off the chain, whether they're private or not. My son go to private school. Doesn't matter. Out of control. So you bring them in here once a week, give them a little word, and they go back out there to everything else, and you, 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 they're, they're, they're trying to combat with that, you're trying to combat with that. It is important that we get wholesome teaching, and, 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 and above that, keep our kids before the Lord in prayer. Because he don't want to distract them and just have them smoke a little weed. He wants to kill our children. How we got to keep praying over his premature death. He wants us to bury our kids before they're 20. I told my son, son, the streets, don't, they don't have nothing for you. They'll send you back to me in the box. And then go on to the next thing. So I need you to listen to me. I said, because streets going to teach you what you wouldn't let me teach you. You're going to learn it one way or the other. How did I get on that, Pastor Twan? Similar, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. The older and the younger women. See, we, we yeah, yes, that's right, Pastor. Teach these young girls how to cook and how to clean and how to be a wife. No, that is wrong. The reason some of y'all are not married because you're too busy trying to be a wife and you're not a wife. You need to be a woman. Learn how to be a woman. Know who you are as a woman, a confident woman. Then when you get married, you and your husband, y'all come together and decide how marriage looks for us according to scripture. You've been teaching that wrong. He who finds it, you're supposed to be a wife before you found. That's, that's out of context. I want to meet a confident woman who knows who she is, who knows where she's going. We can talk about who's going to cook and who's going to clean and who's going to do this. We can talk about that once we get married. I'm trying to find me a husband already, an already made husband. No, part of y'all being married is training one another. How did I get on this? So I don't, I don't need you to already be a husband because it might not be the kind of husband I want. We're going to work on that together. That ain't my message, but that just kind of. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Now, the thing with the older women training the younger women, you, yeah, you got. Because it's some of these older women that's liking some of these posts that are out of control. The little, girl ain't but, the little girl ain't but 12. She got all her breasts out. Her skirt is this big. She looked like a hooker. And the older woman said, girl, you cute. That's not cute. 
the first person looking, what you looking at my daughter for? Cause she's naked. We look at naked people. See the stuff we're wearing now used to be called Cicero clothes. There was, there was working clothes. I'm, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be funny. We just all, we all a little bit out of control now, all of us. A lot of things we accept now, a lot of things we think is okay now, it's just not okay. There is still a standard for the believer. And don't you call me religious, because I'm trying to live a God-honoring life. You just religious. Well, call me what you want to call me. In the midst of all my flaws and hang-ups, I'm still trying to honor God with my life. And I, and I need some elders to come and say, hey, baby, you, you going to wear that? Pull that up a little bit there. You don't save some of it for marriage, honey. You, you, notice, you notice society is bringing everything all the way down. So the children have nothing to look forward to when they get old because they don't expect them to get old. I talked to a young man and I says, and I says, what you want to do when you get older? He says, get older. He said, I'm 21, 22. I'll probably be dead because that's what society has fed to us. So let's get it all out the way now. Let's turn homecoming to weddings. Let's propose. Let's get the limo. Let's get the reception in the garage for the homecoming. Are y'all quiet now? Y'all quiet now. We bring it all the way down. So, so you, have nothing, you have nothing to look forward to when you get older. We did it all already. Already smoked the weed, already shed the liquor, already had sex, already went on prom, already did this, already been in the limo. I, I done done it all. Now what? Fly me to the moon? What, what's next? Oh, okay, let me get back to the moon. Okay, oh, teach, train young women, husbands and children. First five. To live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Um, now, 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 set, set balance. Because Paul keeps talking and says we submit to one another. This, this, this whole James Evans thing, the woman belongs in the kitchen in the bathroom, you better watch that. That ain't, no, we submit to one another. Don't say it, James, don't say it. Don't say it, James. Don't say it. Florida, the woman belongs in the kitchen in the bathroom, Florida. And some of us have that the barbaric attitude. And you walk around pumping your chest about you the man of your house. And if you got to pump your chest, you probably ain't the man of your house. If you got to say it, you probably ain't the man. That's why you got to say it, because you're competing with everybody else in the house to make sure they know where you stand. I've, ne I've never said I'm the man of my house. I run this castle. This is my castle. I'm the man of this house. And y'all gonna know it, dog. Gonna know it. I don't have to do all that. I come to this top of the and say, hey! Go back and sit down. That's it. A lot of ruckus downstairs. Hey! What's going on down there? Hey! They start scattering like roaches and lions. Wasn't me. I ain't do nothing. I ain't... So then they will not bring shame on the word of, the word of, verse 6. Come on, quick, I'm out of time. I got three minutes. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely, verse 7. Come on, come on. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind, that everything you do reflect the integrity and the seriousness of your teaching. Now, I'm going through this because we've all messed this up at some point. This is some of y'all first time seeing this. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Verse 10b, then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. Paul gives them three reasons. Write it down real quick. I got two minutes. I'll give it to you. Um, three reasons why we should live a God-honoring life. 
Number one, it makes God and his word credible. It makes God and his word credible, believable. Sometimes how we live brings criticism to our God. And here's the thing now. You got to really be careful, Shantae, because the fire ain't just coming from outside. It's coming from inside. Folk that go to church with you talk about their own church and their own leader. You say, wait, I thought we was just going to get some wings. Wait, wait, I ain't here for that. What you? I, I'm just saying, pastor need to, no, 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 honey. No, 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 no. This is what you own? I got to go. Because I, I ain't here for this. You pray about a call to church, but I ain't, you ain't going to put that stuff on me. Yeah, eat these wings, baby. <laughs> the validity of Scripture in the world's view is determined by how it affects us. Write that down. The validity of Scripture in the world's view is determined by how it affects us. If it ain't affecting us, then what y'all talking about? It's not credible. So we live God-honoring lives because, number one, it makes God and his word credible. Number two, it silences those that oppose Unbelievers enjoy when what we talk is different than what we walk. And they'll tell you in a second, I thought you was a Christian. I thought you went to church. That doesn't mean you're going to walk over me. I'm, I'm obligated to walk in love, but I'm, I know how to tell you in love. I know how to cut you, and you don't know you've been cut till you get back in the car. You said, did he, did he just say that to me? Yeah, because you don't come for me unless I send for you. I'm going to tell you in love, though. Because they, they think because we say we just doormats. I, I thought y'all loved people. I don't mean you could push me in this line, girl. It silenced those that oppose. We reach the world by demonstrating moral excellence, which makes our faith believable. They may come to initially criticize, but if our behavior is excellent, the criticism turns into curiosity. I tell you this, people will call you when they need you because they know. They may talk about you, but when something go down, they're going to call you. Hey, it's me. How you doing? You got a minute? And they ain't the time to be like, oh, you calling me now, huh? I thought, I thought you said Jesus. Just go ahead and walk in love and, and, and help them. Sometimes you'd be like, I know you're going to call me. They're going to call. I've had more calls, Stacey, than I could even count. People that don't fool with me, wouldn't dare engage with me on social media in public, but they all in my inbox, they call in my phone. It's like, like, what is that about? You can't like nothing, you can't engage them, you can't say happy, but you all in my... That comes from, you done talked about me and so many people, you can't be seen engaging with me in public. It's a sad day for the believer. We got to stop that. Jesus coming back, we got to stop that, Cam. And I, and I just love on them. Answer the questions. Bless your, bless, grace and peace to you, bless your heart. No, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's just, we got to stop that in the body of Christ. My pastor is teaching on agape and honor, and it is challenging me beyond what I want to be challenged in, Stacey. I'm telling you, it's pushing the, the bag with me, man. Like, dude, like, ain't nobody trying to do that. Because we sing the songs, but ain't nobody really trying to love their enemies. I ain't, I ain't talking about reading the scripture. I'm talking about actually demonstrating love to your enemies. Like, after blue, just cash shopping them $100. Ain't nobody trying to do that. Jesus said, send them some money. Not Jesus. <laughs> now I know thou art the Christ. But you know what they said about me. Send them a hundred dollars. And every time you obey God, you pass another test. Because it ain't about them, it's about you. It ain't about them at all. Number, number, number who said that's good? Sound like that's my elder there, see? Number three. Number three. We live God on our lives because it makes Salvation attractive. Salvation should look good on us, people. 
You should. Our message to the world is Jesus died for them. God is not mad with them, but he loves them completely. He has made them right with God, and he's the answer to every problem. And our lives should reflect that, and it makes us attractive in this Matthew 24 living when everything is going haywire. If you read Matthew 24 in the TPT, it says the system of the world is destined to crumble. It's not going to. It's crumbling right now. It's falling apart, Jack. It's falling apart. It's falling apart. Since, since, since the inauguration to now, you grinning on the money coming in, but there's a lot of issues going on right now. They print this money like they making Uno cards, Jack. And it don't, you just print paper. Somebody got to pay for that. I keep telling you all, keep saving and keep sowing because something's about to hit this, this nation like you've never seen. You're going to be able to buy houses for $10,000. Why is he going to tell you? It's, it's already set up. People got into these, this whole um, delay your mortgage payment. They didn't read the fine print. I've done that before. I've, I've, we, when we got our first house, we didn't have a lot of money. We were late on our mortgage. So we would call and say, put this payment at the end of the mortgage and, and on the back. And I just, instead of paying, you know, until June, I pay till July. Well, that ain't what that paper said. It says when that term is up, they want all their money. So if you ain't paid mortgage since last March, and now it ends in November, they want all their money. If I had all your money, I wouldn't have got on the program. So it's a setup. So they got all these houses in foreclosure. The banks are not in the house selling business. So they just, they're going to just give them away. Take them. So that's why I said save and sow. If you ain't got a bad, don't bad. Save. Save. So when everything comes available, it's, you, you just gonna, it's going it's to be a buyer's and a seller's market. It's just going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. And I was talking to the floor, he's talking about the, the mark of the beast. I believe that's mixed up in there too because they're getting everybody all attached to these things. Then they're going to pull the rug. And, but, 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 but Matthew 24 says, but don't fear. If you fear, that means you wrapped up in that system. I in that system. I, 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 I can't afford to be in that system. I'm in the kingdom system. I give, I sow, I return the tithe, I give offerings, I keep seed in the ground. So my family will never know lack. They will never know lack and I'll never be broke a day in my life. With or without a job, God's going to take care of his church. So your neighbor says, so don't fear. See, when y'all, when y'all hear this kind of talk, y'all be like, oh my God, what's going on? Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus come you ain't got, you ain't, don't trip, don't trip. Because there's still plenty of money in the land, Elder. Amen. White Sox tickets today are going for $20,000. To go sit at Guaranteed Rate Park and watch the game, they're already down two. If they lose today, they're out. So you pay $20,000 and $45 to park and it's sold out. Don't you tell me no money in the land. There's plenty of money in the land. We've been on the wrong side of it. Believing we receive. God says no. Tap into your purpose as she teached in the life track class that some of y'all refuse to take. Because it's not your typical join your church class. It ain't about come ush, come greet. It's about identifying your purpose in life so you can be all God has called you to be. Not about come us, come greet, come give your money. Because you're only here one day a week. And one of the worst feelings in the world is to not know why you exist. How did I get on that, Twan? Okay, I'm just going to quit because I'm all over the place. I don't went from the family to the kids to the marriage. Somebody pulling me in. Somebody said, keep going. No, I ain't either. I got to stop. I got to stop. Play some medicational. Some real nice and soft. Did y'all get some out of the word today?